Hello, everybody. Welcome to an all-new Extra Point. I am Jackson White, and it is a pleasure to be back with you. I know it's been some time since uh, the last episode, but uh, as things can get, as life can get, uh, things in life got a little busy. So, uh, and also didn't want to just uh, come back with just any ordinary episode. Um, I could have released a few episodes with me just talking, but who would want to listen to that? Uh, football is just wrapping up. Uh, congratulations to all the state champions. Basketball is in full swing now. So a lot of exciting things happening in FCA, in the Upper Cumberland, as we approach Christmas time. Um, Clark Range FCA is going strong. Uh, they just started an official FCA chapter this semester, and things are going great. Um, things are going really strong at Livingston Academy, Pickett County, Clay County, and York Institute as well. Uh, September, York Institute had a phenomenal Fields of Faith. Clark Range has a Fields of Faith coming up uh, beginning of the year. And it's looking like Livingston Academy will be having one as well. More info about that later on. My guest today is someone I'm really excited about. Uh, It's a guy I've been wanting to have on the show for some time. Uh, This podcast, this episode goes out to anyone that loves Jesus and the gym. Um, As most of you all know, my dad has been in the gym for a long time. Uh, he's the one that got me me to going. And it's really cool when God puts people in your life um, and the way he does it. Um, I don't know many people uh, in the fitness realm. Um, but I'm very honored to know this guy. Uh, we met in a very unusual way. Um and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but I've known Mitch now for probably four or five years, and he is a godly, godly man, um, and he puts God before everything. Um, you know, his fitness business, Mindset Fitness, is completely 100% gospel-centered. His main goal is to lead you towards God through fitness. And that is something. If you're if you like to get in the gym, you like you're you're wanting to build muscle, you're wanting to get in better shape, and not only that, you are a follower, a disciple of Jesus Christ. I believe that's something we can all get behind. So we're going to be talking to Mitch about how he got into fitness. Uh, he's also a bodybuilding champion. He has won some shows in the classic physique that we'll talk about. We'll talk about how he founded Mindset Fitness and how, uh, most importantly, how God became the center of his life. All of that and more coming up next on The Extra Point with special guest Mitch Muller. Be back in just a second. Before we move to my interview with Mitch, I want to take a little bit and tell you about Mindset Fitness. Mindset Fitness is a faith-based fitness company that is owned and founded by Mitch Muller. Mitch's goals in life are to make people the strongest they can be, building muscle while also building their faith with God. You can find out more about Mindset Fitness on his website at mindsetfitness.net. There you'll find merchandise, weightlifting programs, body muscle, muscle building programs, and you'll even find some free ones on there that, that are designed by Mitch himself. So again, find more information about Mindset Fitness, please go to mindsetfitness.net, and you can also check Mitch out on Instagram at Mitch Muller. All right, so again, find out more about Mindset Fitness at mindsetfitness.net, and now here's my interview with Mitch Muller. 
All right, so I'm sitting here with Mitch Muller. Mitch is the owner and founder of Mindset Fitness. is a faith-based fitness company. And Mitch is also the winner of the Dennis James Classic Physique competition of last year. Uh, Mitch is on his way to become a pro bodybuilder. And Mitch is also on fire for Jesus and a very good friend of mine, Mitch. Thanks for coming on today, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too, Jackson. I mean, we've been, this has been a long time coming, I think, for this. We've had some good conversations, and uh, and I'm excited to talk more, so I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's no problem, man. Yeah, you're right. This has been a long time coming. The idea first hit my head, really, when uh, uh, I first got this podcast going, and uh, it's just one of those things where timing and everything, uh, either you were busy or I, I was busy, and then... But it all kind of came together today, and I'm uh, really excited about having you on and um, and letting uh, our followers and people who listen to this podcast get to, get to know about you and get to know that there are some really good people out there in the bodybuilding in- industry. Mm, yeah, there, there are quite a few, and yeah. it's, it, it kind of comes with, like, this stigma sometimes, you know, the, the bodybuilding world, like, all, you know, the meatheads and all the yeah. and guys like that. There's a lot of egos, and I'm not going to deny that. There are a lot oh, yeah. of egos in the, in the fitness space and fitness industry as a whole, but there are quite a few really, really good people, um, just like, you know, probably in any other space, too, even in uh, athletics as well. You're going to find the good and the bad, but, you know, it's, it's about elevating the good and mm-hmm. uh, trying to make a positive change yeah. in the world. And I think that's the thing that kind of sucks about it, because even, like you said, in the bodybuilding world, weightlifting world, uh, in, in in athletics, and even in church, it's like the, the bad always gets elevated over the good. And that's why I think a lot of times these things that are, could be really great for you leave a bad taste in people's mouth because they think about one altercation that they had with a jerk versus the seven or eight they have with good people. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's kind of that's the thing that sucks about it all. So, uh, Mitch, uh, first off, just tell us a little bit about how you got into. Uh, for, well, first of all, tell us how you became a follower of Jesus, because that is the most important thing. And then follow that up by telling us how you got into bodybuilding. Yeah, great. Yeah, I mean that that is the most important thing, absolutely. So um, I was raised uh, in a Christian home. Uh, myself and my brother. I have a, I have a twin brother. Um, my my parents split when I was young, and I was uh, when both of us were about uh, a year old. So I never really knew what it was like to have my parents uh, together in the same house. It was always mom's house or dad's house. And my dad, like his whole side of the family, it's like, I think I had one uncle that, that was a believer and went to church and stuff. And he tried, you know, he tried talking to the family and everything, but my, my entire dad's side of the family never really went to church or anything. They just kind of did their own thing. They weren't religious in any way, not nothing at all. They just flat out didn't go or didn't even talk about it, didn't pray at the dinner table or anything like that. And then you got my mom's side of the family where uh, she had... Like Jesus had kind of taken over her heart when she was younger, and she she made a decision to follow Christ. Uh, I believe like in her like early twenties, and she felt this strong like calling in her heart uh, when she found out that she was going to have twins. That like that her purpose above anything else was to raise us. Uh, to be just warriors for Christ. Hmm. And she still says that all the time to this day. She's like, you know, she sees the stuff that I'm starting to accomplish and my brother as well. And then some of the stuff we're doing together. And she's like, it's just more, you know, confirming to her that like her purpose above everything was to give birth to us so that, that we can continue this and that God would be able to turn, you know, use us and go and through us and the, the businesses that we're in front of and all of that to, to reach more people and to spread the, the good news of Jesus to everybody. So uh, I was ra- raised in that home. Um, I was, I, I, like, I, I accepted Jesus, I think around like 11, I'm pretty sure I was baptized, I say the first time when I was 11, but even at the time, like, the, the pastor of our church wanted to assess if I really understood, and my brother as well, like, that understood what we were doing and what it was all about, and looking back on it, um, I, I believe I was around 20, 21 or 22, uh, where I was like, you know what, I don't, like, I feel like I need to rededicate my life to Christ. Like, going mm-hmm. the, the course of that time, like, growing up in, in high school, it's like, I, it's like I, you know, you believe in God. I'm in, I'm in church. My, my mom would take us to the Wednesday night services and, the, you know, maybe sometimes two services on Sunday. Like, you know, we were in church all the time. It's like you're around it. And we, we knew the Christianese and all that stuff. Um, we, we're, we're just all, always around that. But I never had that real, like, you know, that moment where, like, where God is just grabbing your at your heart. 
and you 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 have that personal relationship with him and you're like you know what god like i need you to leave my life i can't Mm. i can't do this on my own anymore and i feel like there's there's so many people that have that story i mean i've heard so many people talk about their own personal story and how god kind of came into their life and sometimes it comes down to that point where you're you're at a spot in your life where like god is, is pulling at you he's calling you and you just have to answer that call and that's what i did i got i got rebaptized uh when i was 20 i was, I was 21 or 22 um i forget the uh, yeah i was 22 and since then it's been a, a constant it's like it's not like all of a sudden the world changed right when you when you get saved oh, yeah. like you have the Holy spirit downside you but it, it's like that's the starting line mm-hmm. and so many people i'm just throwing this in there i'm just going off the top of my head because i could talk about this stuff oh, all day long. go for it man so, yeah yeah uh, but it's like a, a lot of Christians will be like, you know, they, they get their, I got my hell, got out of hell free card because I'm saved now mm-hmm. and I accepted Jesus into my heart and they think that, okay, now the, the rest of their life is going to be fine and, and this and that. I'm like, no, that, that's your starting line. Yeah. Right. Like, that, that's the starting line. Like you, you, God didn't just like come down to here to just, you know, save you so you can, you know, get out, you know, get into heaven and all that stuff. Like he, he saved you. Like, so you could be a blessing into to other people's mm-hmm. lives. So you can go and tell other people about what he's done for you. And so it's like, yeah, that was just the starting line. And I've, I've realized that over the course of this time, it's like every year I've, I've grown a little bit more, dealt with my own struggles as we all have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God has been, you know, kind of cranking up the dial for me over the last couple of years of just like really turning it on. And like when I was younger, I felt like I was like, man, there's no way I would ever be a pastor or, you know, anything like that. Like I'm not called to do something like that. And there there was actually two things. Like it was that in my mind that I was super convinced when I was a kid, I wouldn't be a pastor or teach on anything in the Bible. And the second thing was that I wouldn't be a business owner (laughs) because that's how I was raised. I was raised that you go to, you go to school, you get a degree and you go work for a nice company and get benefits and all that stuff and you retire with a 401k and that's it and things changed over time and now i'm like almost both of those things i mean it's not it's not like i'm a pastor at a church but i'm I'm pastoring whatever audience god gives me yeah exactly and it's like yeah so that's that's um when God, you know, saved me, it's been a, been kind of like a progressive thing, and I'm I'm just super excited to learn and grow each day as I get into the Word, which I'm doing a lot more, and we can we can talk about more of that later. But mm-hmm. going into the, uh, I mean, you wanted me to, to touch on my like my my fitness side and how all that started too. Yeah, yeah, man, you just talk about whatever you feel led to talk about. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this is more more of a sports podcast, right? Like, the, yeah, it's kind of so, like where uh, it's kind of like Jesus and sports meeting in the middle, so. Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah. Well, because sports was like my whole life yeah. when I was a kid. Like that was that was it. It was like I mean, in high school it was basketball, football, track. Like all of them, basketball was my my first love above everything else. I had a mm-hmm. ball in my hand when I was like four, um, and that that's all I wanted to do. I thought I was going to get taller, and I, I didn't. Kind of measured out right under six foot, and my dad's six three. I thought I was going to be in the NBA one day. That didn't <laughs> happen. Um, all that, but I mean, I was a good athlete. I can you know. I, I, anything, any sport that came along, I was like, I'm going to be good at this, and I'm going to beat whoever's in front of me. And uh, so that that kind of started everything. Elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, I did really well. Won a, won a few awards. Got a scholarship for track to go in college, but I, I didn't take it because I didn't really have a passion for it. Mm. Um, and then and once I was out of high school, I since we started lifting weights and doing all that for football, like senior year, junior, senior year. Um, I was like, you know what, I, I really like this. I always look forward to training every day. So I just continued it as I went on into into college, and it became a consistent thing. And before you know it, it's like years pass, and uh, then I'm, I'm getting people in the gym saying, hey, do you compete? And this I'm like, and I never wanted to be a bodybuilder. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't see myself getting that big. First of all, I was skinny, so it was it was hard for me to put on muscle. So it, it didn't come as an easy thing for me. A lot, a lot of people will get into the gym and they'll be, you know, some, some guys that are naturally strong and they'll just keep doing what they're good at. I wasn't good at it. Like I just, I mean, I wanted to be big and like so bad, but my body just wasn't there. I just like, I didn't really have that at the time, but and then over the years, I start learning things. I get uh, certifications and stuff. I look at these guys on YouTube that are doing big things, like Vince Delmani and Ben Pakulski are two very big mentors of mine. And I start learning all the all the stuff on how to do it correctly. And, and then my body starts to grow. 
And I think, you know, my metabolism slowing down a little bit as I age helped me out too. But um, I just, I fell in love with the process of it. I fell in love with, um, with the nutrition and getting all your meals in every day, the, the supplements, um, which I probably took too much when I was younger because you think they're like magic for some <laughs> yeah. reason, right? Yeah, like, we've all been there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think creatine's a steroid, and it's like absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they gonna, they made this grape flavored creatine. I, I used to drink it like like water. I thought I gotta drink like four or five glasses this day so I can you know the things. I mean, I look back at that now, going, "Oh my gosh, what was I thinking?" <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a yeah. I took. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we we took back in the day to all, trying all the different pre workouts and stuff too, and like yeah. that stuff's just like. You know, it's it's cool if you have the right ingredients there now. They're getting better as time goes on. They're actually like, okay, we need to put some good stuff in here, but like, it's not needed. Uh, any anyone who's listening, that's like, oh, oh what? I'll, I'll use this quote. They'll, a kid will come up to me at the gym and be like, dude, like, I mean, you you know, give me some sort of compliment about whatever, and it'll be like, what do you take? And my, my response is always the same, is like, don't ask me what I take, ask me what it takes. Mm, that's good. That's really yeah. good. Oh, yeah, dude, it's, yeah, it's, and they're like, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Or what I'm like, dude, it's not the things that you take that's going to get it. Like, it's it's your work ethic and you're working smarter right. and harder together that's right. going to get that result for you. And uh, that's so a, that's, I'll say that all the time. And it's 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 the truth, man. That's it's so true. true because it's like, you know, people, um, there's no magic pill that's going to make you go from looking like Jack Black to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, it just—I mean, it doesn't happen. I mean, it doesn't happen without the work, and that's that's something I thought. Well, maybe there's something that I can. There's something out there where I can maybe do 75% effort, and then a supplement or something take care of the lack of the 25%. And that's just not true. It doesn't happen. You have to, like you said, what does it take for? I mean, how much are you willing to put in to look like you want to look and feel the way you want to feel and do the things you want to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, carrying on the, the story. So when, when guys would talk to me and ask me about, uh, you know, competing at the time, uh, the, the first time I got asked, I don't believe the physique division was even a thing yet. This was like super early on. And I was like, well, I mean, there was only, it's like, it's only you're a bodybuilder or you're not. Like if you compete on stage, you're in bodybuilding. Like there's only one division. And for how much the bodybuilding and fitness community has grown over the last 10 years has just been unreal. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, they, they added the physique division and I see a couple guys uh, from the gym, like doing shows and all that. And then I, I get guys like, dude, you you would like do awesome in it. Cause I, I'm just in there training. I just train hard to train hard. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? A lot of people ask me, maybe I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do this one time and I'm going to see, I'm going to see how it goes. If I'm, if I'm good at it, like, cool. If not, then whatever. But I, I was like, okay, I need an excuse to get lean anyway. Cause I was on that like perma bulk type of thing. I just wanted to get bigger, 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 which we know doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually your body will, will start to stall. Uh, so I coached myself. Um, I did a full 16 week prep. Uh, leading up into the, the first show, I had two shows back to back within a week of each other. Uh, just because I was like, okay, well, the first one could be kind of a warm up. We'll see how it goes. Like it used to be on stage, and then the second one, I'll dial it in. So I coached myself the entire thing. I didn't have anyone do anything for me. I did all my meal plan stuff. I did all my training, all my cardio, and uh, I went from about fifteen percent body fat down to five. Wow. And I had zero cheat meals for four months straight. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cheat with anything. And like, man, I ate my, my food cold. I remember I was at Arizona state at the time, like walking to classes. I had all my meals packed up with me and I would open up my, you know, my meal of fish and broccoli and sneak up the whole class and everyone was pissed. <laughs> and like, but I'm like, Hey man, I got goals. And like, I just thought it was weird that people thought I was weird for having packed up all my food every day and i'm surrounded i'm in an exercise science major yeah like there's nutrition people in there there's all these exercise people i'm like shouldn't all of you be eating your food here like what are you eating like you know yeah yeah (laughs) i just thought thought, thought that was funny so i mean i I did that first show um i won both of them i won my class in both of them i I lost to uh, um the overall i got second overall to this guy that was probably 25 pounds bigger than me he was like a bodybuilder in shorts (laughs) <laughs> and back then they wanted the bigger guys 
because they didn't know what they were judging yet. The, the division was brand new. So I'm like, I, I, I couldn't, I mean, I had a, a nice lean beach body type physique and this other guy was just jacked out of his mind. And you know, he had, I think 10 years on me. He was 10 years older than me. And, uh, so, I mean, it, it was cool and everything. And I, I learned over time, kind of, I fell in love with the process. I mean, when you win something and you're in front of everybody and they're like, wow, who is this kid? Like, I mean, you know, good physique and all that, like you start getting attention. Uh, it, you know, it feels, it feels great. So I kind of got hooked to it and from not having sports anymore in my life, I was like, now this gives me something to work for. My competitor comes out. And so I just got addicted to it. I went to nationals uh once i I did it did okay i mean i think i was like 16th or 17th out of like 70 guys in one class like there was there was so many of us on stage like it was it was insane but did well there and then eventually over time um the classic physique division came out and that's what i'm in now which is a perfect balance for me i never wanted to be 260 pounds 270 pounds like a full-on open bodybuilder um so when classic came out now they have weight restrictions and for your height so it's like i'm right around 511 i'll tend to shrink a little bit going into prep so my my weight can only be 205 pounds on stage as of right now if they unless they increase it so it keeps all the guys proportioned which is which is awesome so it's like i don't have to put on much more muscle than i have right now until i get to the pro level um but i mean that's the goal. So it's all about having like that old school, like Frank Zane, like Arnold type of look. Where it's like, the guys weren't huge, huge back then, but they were like, wow, like you look like a piece of art. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So and that's where I'm at now. I'm, uh, I took last year off because of business stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to get on the national stage because I qualified in that, in the, in Dennis James that I won last year. And, uh, but it just didn't work out that way. So I'm like, you know what, as long as I turn pro before I turn 35, I'm fine with that. And I'm, I'm 30 now. So I got time. Uh, so in no hurry, but we'll, we'll see where, where God leads me and what the right timing is for that. Oh, cool, man. Uh, you touched on, uh, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, last year. You kind of, uh, well, you went AWOL on Instagram. And uh, if you don't know, Mitch has a very good Instagram business. I think you're around, what, 50,000 followers or something like that right now? Well, I was I was so close. I was so close to it. And then God pulled me away from it. And, yeah, I'll yeah. touch on that in a second. But, yeah, yeah. I, I mean – I mean, anyone that's probably listening to this knows how much Instagram has changed over the last, like, not just last year, but the last couple years when they changed their algorithm the first time around. And, like, at the beginning, it seemed like there was so much engagement. There was, like, you know, I had, you know, it was in between ten to 20,000 followers, and almost everybody sees your posts. Mm -hmm. Like, when you post your stuff back then. And yeah. Like, okay, I have all these followers. They follow me. Everyone's going to see your post. And then as soon as Instagram took that away, oh man, everything changed. Yeah. 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 It, uh, I remember one thing that impressed me about you is like, we kind of met through Instagram and, uh, I, I can't remember, uh, I can't remember like all the details, but I remember coming across your profile. I, I can't remember. I think I followed you first, but anyway, I'd ask mm-hmm. you, ask you a question and then it wasn't, like no time at all. Well, I sent you a direct message and you messaged back. That just, that, that spoke volumes to me. So, um, tell us a little bit about how God led you to, uh, go, uh, off of Instagram last year and take a social media break. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things where I, in the, the time period of my life, I was learning to hear God's voice. And, and like when he was like telling me to do different things and uh, it's like I was watching a couple of like sermon series where like I was like, OK, I need to the, the more that I'm in the word, it's like the more that like you, you have your ears open, like God's always speaking. It's just like, are you listening? Right. And the, the first example that kind of led up to this point was I, I got out of a relationship that I was in uh, for like two and a half years. That I, it's like I knew deep down like God didn't want me in that relationship. It just wasn't it wasn't for him. Um, she wasn't the right one. She wasn't she wasn't a believer. It's like she she was she was new. She was interested and stuff, but she wasn't at that same level, which is almost just as bad. Right. Right. Like yeah. If you feel like you're reaching down and keep trying to pull someone up and they're not at that level, like before you know it, you're going down to that level. You're exactly. Not exactly. They have to have that relationship on their own and I was I made the mistake of that even though she was she was amazing I love her but um I got I it was it was weird during that contest prep with the show that I won I felt like God was pulling me out of that he's like I need you to leave and I was like and I made all the excuses right I was like 
God, I'm in, I'm in contest prep mode right now. It's so hard right now. Like, I'm dieting, too, and to go through a breakup at the same time, she's not expecting it. Like, uh, no, no. I'm going to wait until I'm done with the show, and if I still feel the same way, then I'll, I'll do something. And, of course, you know, the, the show comes and goes, and then it's I'm still stuck in the same spot. And I'm like, it was such a hard pull. Like, the Holy Spirit was just working on me. And I was just like, dude, you need to leave. You leave, need to leave now. And... Um, and it was weird. I was, I was living with, with her at the time, which it was, it kind of, it was a weird situation of how I ended up there. Like I didn't want to be, but it was like the only option at the time. And then it drug out longer. You know, it's like, we all make these excuses. Oh, it's okay. Not a big deal. I'm in the other room, whatever. Yeah. Um, but so I, I left, man. It was, it was like, it was a Saturday. I had a conversation with her. Um, it was the was a super difficult conversation. And then by Sunday, I was texting a few buddies before I went to church by myself saying, hey, do you have an extra room to stay in or whatever it is? And by the time I got out of church, I had three or four options of where to go because I'm lucky to have some awesome friends. Hmm. That's and, awesome. Uh, so I learned in, so the reason why I brought that up is that like I learned to hear what God was telling me to do and to take action in faith. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to live. Right. And I, I took action on that. And I know that like every time you follow and obey what God is having you do, blessings will follow. Mm-hmm. And he will be right there to guide you into what's next because he called you to it. So I'm like, okay, God, this is, I'm going out on faith right now. I don't know what you're about to do, but, and so, so after that, I ended up at my, my buddy's house and, uh, it was another thing that happened through there within, I think it was like a month and a half time. I met the the freaking girl of my dreams who had followed me on Instagram for six years that I think she commented twice or three times on different things. And we ended up talking through, she responded to a Instagram story that I posted with a cat. <laughs> it, it was mm-hmm. loud. It turned out into this amazing conversation. And so God brought her into my life and just a strong woman of God and everything. And I'm like, man, it, it I didn't realize how much I was settling before. Mm. Like I didn't realize what I was missing out on. So it's like, it's like, so this is an example of like God starting to bring blessings and favor. Like you obeyed what I was telling you to do. Now I'm exposing you to what's next. Right. And so he, so that's just an example. That was one of them. And then of course, during, during that time, I got this weird feeling when I got out of church one day, I'm like, I may, I don't, I don't know if this is the right time. I was doing my word of the day videos. I mean, you watch those, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, so I was in the middle of doing those, and uh, the people were loving them. I'm getting a lot of great responses through Instagram and direct messages and all that. And it was like God was telling me one morning that, like, what you're sharing is helping people. Yes, um, you're you're. It's like you're teaching the word, or you're you're using it in a way where or you're 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 helping other people understand it in a way where maybe they don't go to church or that maybe they're just part of the fitness community it's like i would take a, a sermon or something that i learned and help teach it to, to my followers so it's like that could have been doing some good and it was but god's like i'm going to pull you back for however long at the time i didn't know how long it was going to be he's like i'm, I'm going to pull you back so that i can propel you forward it's like taking it's like taking an arrow it's like you, you pull it back the further and further, further you pull it back there's more and more tension you feel like you can't like yeah i'm getting to this point where i'm really uncomfortable and then boom before you know it it lets go of it and then you're catapulted forward mm-hmm. and I, I felt like that's what he was doing in me and he's like there's some stuff i need to work out of your heart during this time like that so by the time you do come back and the the next time that you do preach the word and all the all these other things that that i've been doing i will be ready for it Hmm. and i thought i was ready then but god was just like he was i the way i can explain it is he was performing heart surgery on me he was pulling everything out of my heart that didn't belong there like and the only thing that belonged there was him and it almost went a full year i was like i I wanted to stretch it to, to make, cause I got off, I think December 10th of last year, um, December 10th or 12th or something like that. And I'm pretty sure it's, isn't it the 12th today? I think so. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's a full year. It's a full <laughs> year today that I got off. But, How about but that? So I was, I was kind of stretching. I'm like, maybe it's going to be a full year, but then, um, God was kind of telling me again over the course of this year that, uh, I mean, this is a whole other thing I'm doing, too, if uh, I think that your followers will enjoy this. Um, if they've heard of um, spoken word before, mm-hmm. if you type in spoken word on YouTube, this is something I, I didn't know that I would do. 
Um, it, it was a random thing that happened one day. Spoken word is basically for people who don't know, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's, it's basically poetry backed with like music or, uh, it's, it's just spoken poetry. There's a lot of places around the country that will have like a live mic and people will do stuff and they'll, they'll talk about certain subjects. And for some reason over the last couple of years, spoken word has been more faith-based so there's been more people in the church talking about Jesus and like Clayton Jennings is a great example. He yeah. has some really great stuff on YouTube. And, um, I came across a video one morning and I was like, wow, man, I can totally do this. Like, this is really, really cool. But you know, he's talking on subjects like anxiety and depression and suicide stuff that he had, he had kind of dealt with in his own life. And I'm like, well, I wonder if there's anybody in the, in the fitness space or anyone that's like any, anyone that's similar to me in any way that does anything like this. And I looked it up and there was absolutely no one to be found. Hmm. So over the next couple of months, this is probably about halfway through my break on social media. I'm probably about six months in. And so I just start writing like different subjects, different things. And th these things start pouring out of me. And it's like these spoken words, some can rhyme, some can't, but I kind of developed my own style over time. And each one, as I wrote them, got better and better and better and better. And I'm sitting here with a bunch of documents on my computer. I'm like, God, when, when am I going to be able to get all this stuff out? Like, I feel like you're going to use this for something really, really good. And, um, so I recorded or what I've written down at, at least, I think it was 12, 12 or 13 of them up to this point and for any of you guys that uh followed me when i when i came back uh to social that's what god was telling me the, when you come back it will be the first one so i re i recorded it i was in the gym and in the studio and uh, i put out the first spoken word it's called Greek. jesus is greater than the gym mm -hmm. and uh and i have a bunch that are on other different subjects that i'll be putting out here again soon but so i thought it was gonna be a full year but you know it turned out to be a little bit uh, less than that, and God's like, I, "When you when you that video is done, then you can come back." Oh, how and cool! So, so that was it. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of funny because I remember I think a couple weeks ago I texted you and like, "Hey, when you when are you coming back on?" And he's like, "You're like soon." Then you sent me the video of the of your spoken word, and I watched it. I thought, man, this is such a huge platform to get the gospel out. And not, the whole time I was watching it. First off, I was I was really proud of you, and uh, and secondly, I thought, man, because you've got a big following, and uh, and once your once your fans, followers, whoever sees that, they're going to be like, they're going to see this and think, man, I want to know more about this if they don't know Jesus. So it's a win win. I mean, again, you're kind of, uh, you know, your mindset fitness is all about you know faith and fitness and i i love those components i love how you intertwine the faith component with the fitness uh, so where can uh people that are listening is interested in your spoken word where can they find that uh it'll be on my on my youtube channel it's under mindset fit okay um the mindset fit youtube channel so it's like youtube.com slash mindset fit and that'll take you right to my channel and uh, i'm in the middle of like updating everything um i have a a, a good friend of mine that's like crazy good with youtube he's got a, a really big channel so we're, we're trying to optimize everything and um get stuff filmed the right way i've been back and forth between atlanta and phoenix so uh but the goal is to put out some new ones about every three to four weeks just because i want the the, the quality of these videos to be very high because the, the impact i think they're going to make is going to be very big oh, huge. so they're, they're going to be very well done um when they are done That's so awesome. Um, the next one, I'll, I'll do it as, as an exclusive uh, for for this podcast because I haven't said it to anyone yet. The oh, cool! Is, the next one is called "I Am Fearless," mm. and it is going to hit hard. It is going to hit real hard, and this is something where it can apply into the the fitness space or people you know like us that are in the gym all the time. But it can also apply to anyone else too. The first one I did, of course, was you know Jesus is greater than the gym. It's I'm talking to people that are like me that are that are putting the gym above everything else and they're letting other places in their life slack off or whatever it is. But this one, the, the being truly fearless in your life, it's like, is there, a, is there a way to be truly fearless? And like, so this one is going to, like, I'm so excited about it. I can't even tell you. Like, yeah. just, so um, you guys can be looking out for that one coming here soon. So you heard it. I am fearless coming out very soon on mindset fit YouTube. Uh, tell us a little bit about, so you're the owner and founder of mindset fitness and it's a company that, fitness a company that i 
firmly believe in. Uh, tell us uh, how that came to be. That was it was it was weird, man. I was um, I was training in a church gym. This was I, I left a, a corporate uh, a, a corporate personal training job. This was it was about twenty. No, I was twenty one at this time. Yeah, twenty one at this time. Left the, the corporate uh, personal training world, started my own personal training business, and I didn't really know like what to call it at the time. And I was like, I, I love the word mindset. It was just kind of like something that that stuck in my head. And I was mm. training in this small church gym. Uh, which is cool. I mean, how many how many churches actually have a gym? Uh, and I remember doing I was doing these sets of deadlifts, like really heavy deadlifts one day, and I like I, I set it down like after my it was like my third or fourth set, and I turned around and looked at the wall. And there's a, a Bible verse on the wall, and it wasn't about the verse or anything that like hit me, but this idea came into my head where like it was it it was kind of birthed from a thought of I never wanted to be or feel weak like whatsoever is good like that drove me to build to want to build muscle when i was younger i was skinny like girls didn't like me i didn't i wasn't like i didn't have any courage or any any of that stuff right i was i was shy mm-hmm. and so in, in my mind it's like all of these things kind of like came to a head at one point saying like i, I was thinking of like why aren't there any men that are you know, in the, in this fitness space that love lifting that are also on fire for God. Right. Like, why is it when I go to church or my mom drags me to church, you know, when I was younger and the men that I see in the church all look weak. Mm. They're, they're all drugged there by their wives. They're, they're, their kids are running around doing their own things, but none of them, first of all, look like an ideal man. I, I was like, you know, you see these guys that I was like, why would I ever want to have a life like that or even look like that? Like it, it just looks like they were passive. Like mm. they, ro- they they rolled over and died somewhere in their in their life of being a man. Like they became complacent. They let their job or whatever just kind of take over, and they stopped being the leader of first themselves and then their family and everything else that they're responsible for. So all of this kind of came to a head in that moment. That one day in the gym, for some reason, it's like, it's like bam, the Holy Spirit just like hit me upside the head with this idea of like you you don't see anybody doing that you are the one to start that mm. like you're like i like i'm calling you you were chosen to lead this and in order to do that you have to become this man mm. like man, you aren't able good. to you aren't, you aren't able to lead these other men or turn these these boys these average boys into extraordinary men unless you do it for yourself and it's not really me doing it for myself it's god doing it through me and allowing myself to grow and that's something that's it's just so big that i can encourage anyone listening to this right now is to embrace the process and the season of growth Mm. because there will be a time in your life where you have to you have to get in the trenches and you have to do it and god has to transform you right we're we're so ambitious we said we we want to go out and accomplish and do these different things or whatever it is and uh it's like god's trying to, to to work on us first and until that happens like you're not ready to to have that breakthrough come and and where god's going to start using you in a bigger way so you have to embrace that season and that's what i did um for for years uh in between there from being 21 when that idea first came into my head i mean all the way until i mean it still isn't a, a full like that that's been my brand over the course of this time and it's grown but it's still not to where you know the, the potential is but the overall idea of mindset fitness like where that name kind of originated is that there's you know i've had a bunch of clients that you i can talk to them about training or nutrition or supplementation all these different things i can give them every piece that they possibly need to have in order to be successful and to have and to transform their physique or whatever but until they make a shift in their mind mm-hmm. and, and actually believe and have faith that what they're doing is going to work, nothing will change. Exactly. Like, I'm like, this is what it all boils down to, matter, no, no matter anything else. It's like you can, you can work hard, you can do all this stuff, but when your mind fails and if you can't come back and, and correct that and be like, no, no, like, like I, I, can, I can do whatever you know, God has called me to do. Like I can do these things. I can get through this workout when I feel like crap or when I don't feel like eating. I can have my last meal before bed or whatever it is. It's like your mind is going to determine how successful you are mm-hmm. or if you are or aren't. So that's where that name can, comes from. And it's it encompasses so many different things, uh, which I kind of I kind of like that um, when when describing it. But 
yeah, that's where it all started. And then the, the goal going into the future is like, I know that mindset fitness is meant to be a gym and I'm not talking about like uh, four walls with some equipment in it. I'm talking about like a campus and I can put that out on this right now. It's like, you know, it's December what 12th, mm-hmm. 2019, you know, can mark my words that like at, at some point later on and down the line, like mindset fitness will be a full fledged gym and campus and fitness center where it'll be a hub for what I'm doing now is helping people become leaders in their life. And more specifically, we are trying to reach the men to, to take average boys and turn them into an extraordinary men and infuse like the love of Jesus into everything that we do in this fitness Man. industry and this, in this space. And where we can, we can hold seminars there. We can, uh, we mm-hmm. can have concerts there. It could be a place of community and involvement where, where people will come in and they, there's fellowship there. It could, it could almost turn into a church. I don't know what God's going to do. Yeah. Like but that, that is something that he put in my heart that day. And it's only gotten stronger since then. Man, that's, that is exciting. Could you imagine like a mindset fitness men's conference where you combine fitness and jesus man you'd have to turn men away from dude that's, yeah that's that's the vision man that's everything and it's like i'm putting that out there for for people that can kind of see that vision with me and yeah. to you know for all of us to lock arm that yeah. i know god is going to make a way with this uh you know with the, with the funding of what it's going to take to do this but i know it's in his time and i've i've wrestled with it myself i'm like god i want to do this i want to start this now and he's just you know pumping the brakes on me because i haven't been ready yet mm-hmm and I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, I feel like I'm that lion in a cage and God is over there with the key in the lock, <laughs> like ready to pop that lock off the cage. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> so that's the vision, man. That's exciting. And uh, I am all 100% behind that. You just let me know when time comes what you need from me and we'll make it happen. So uh, 100%, man. If, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm over my fear of flying. So if I've got to fly to Phoenix or drive to Atlanta, you just let me know. So, (laughs) so you, uh, born and raised in Phoenix and you just recently relocated to Atlanta. Is that correct? Yep, that is. So, uh, we're now like not too far away from each other up here in Tennessee, but, uh, how you liking, uh, living in the South right now? Oh, it's sure different. That's for sure. I mean, the sun's not out as much as I would like. Uh, at least, at least right now. Um, I heard from everybody here. They're like, "Oh, this weather is so different right now." Because I guess the South has been in a drought for a little bit, so yeah. there's been a lot of rain. And of course, back at home in Phoenix, it's sunny and perfect out right now. Um, so it's like I'm. I, I like being cold, though. I mean, it's sure better than sweating all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I mean, it's like I haven't been here for a full summer or anything yet. But I mean, I'm not looking forward to the humidity and everything. But it's, oh, it's I, I love it, man. It's you know, everything's green and not brown. Uh, it actually feels like winter time and Christmas and all that stuff. So I'm I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, good deal, man. I, I was kind of. I remember you. I think we were. I text you about something. You're like, "Hey, I'm living in Atlanta." And I was like, "Dude, since when?" So it was kind of. That was kind of crazy that. Uh, of course, you know, I've, as long as I've known you, of course, I guess your whole life has been in Phoenix, Arizona. So I thought that was, that's like a diff- definitely a, a world and cu- culture change for you. But uh, um, um, I want to take a little bit and, you know, I want to highlight some of the things that you're doing. Um, can we talk a little bit about mass construction, the the uh, bodybuilding? Basically, it's, a, it's not just a bodybuilding. It is a a lifestyle change all in a program that you designed. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Oh man. I'm I'm so like super excited about like this coming year going into 2020 and what, what I'm doing with this program. Uh, So I, I started this, I believe I I started creating this back in uh, 2016 and the the purpose behind this program, I mean, it took me over a year to put together and it's actually evolved since then. The the premise behind it is to, it's about, you know, four months long initially um, to, to help guys build muscle. And of course there's a lot of, um, muscle building programs out there. Mm-hmm. I've come across some amazing ones and then some that just flat out suck. Yeah. But it was, <laughs> it, it came from the idea of when I started into the bodybuilding world, what is it that bodybuilders do? That like okay, they have the best physiques in, in the world, and they look like pieces of art. What what is it that they do that the average gym rat that still wants to get big like doesn't do? And it's I mean, there's there's quite a few things you could probably toss in there, but uh, one of them that popped into my mind early on was posing. And 
reason why bodybuilders can, like, if you watch a video of, like, Jay Cutler or something like that, they can toss heavy weight around and move really, really fast and do all these reps and stuff. Uh, and then you have a, a kid at the gym that's mimicking that because he wants to get big. The difference is that that bodybuilder's mind-muscle connection, like, that, that, so his ability to contract the muscles that he's working is so much greater than the average person. Mm-hmm. And so their ability to put on muscle, they could do once they can walk into the gym and do one set. Arnold quoted this a long time ago. He's like, I can go into the gym and do one set and get more work done than most people do in their entire workout. Mm. Like, and that's his ability to contract his muscles optimally. So I'm like, okay, well, how can I take that principle and help the average person, the average guy, whatever, like, like I was when I was younger, just trying to put on muscle. And this is where neuromuscular contraction sets were born. And as I think we were talking about before, you've been trying it this week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so, so the, the, the premise of this is putting your muscle in its fully contracted state in between sets. So what this is doing, this is doing is, is pretty much challenging your body and your, your mind to, to establish those nerve pathways into your muscles so you're able to contract them harder and you're able to recruit more muscle fibers every time that you lift and this is regardless of if you're lifting super heavy or light so this program works for younger kids that are getting into the into the gym for the first time it works for old people who need to be able to build up that bone density and actually contract their muscles properly. That's the beauty. In it. it works for mm-hmm. women. It works for men, young to old. Yeah. It works for everybody. Of course, going into the, you know, third and fourth phases of the program, it's going to, you know, it's pretty intense. It's for guys who want to build muscle, but the premise of this, like the first phase, it will help anybody optimize their physique and teach them how to contract their yeah. muscles properly. Yeah. So that's, that's where it came from. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. Like, well, I just, uh, uh, you'd sent me like the original template, but I wanted to, you know, help you out. And plus it, it would help me out too. And I, and the, and I'm not going to disclose the price or anything, but really for all you get, you can't beat the price. And, uh, I mean, it has, it has supplementation, uh, as a supplementation guide, nutrition guide, it has the workout sheets like Mitch lays basically everything out for you. And all you do is follow it along. And I, I, I promise you that was it. You said like three to, and 15 weeks, you could pack on like 15 pounds of muscle if followed. Is that what you said? Yep, that's it. So it can be done. Uh, you might think, what? But I, I promise you, and I, I'm not, and eventually in uh, about 15 weeks from now, I'll get to be another testimony of that. But I've seen pictures of uh, Mitch's clients, and they have done it, and it is a cool thing to see. So, um and plus, yeah. Mitch and, and Mitch is with, there every step of the way too to help and uh, through you know Instagram and and he, you have an email chain and things like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So going into 2020, this is where I kind of I started switching things up a little bit over the last few months, just from ideas that God kind of put into my mind because this was kind of like a standalone muscle building program before. But I kind of I found out over time that there's a, a select few that succeed, right? And mm-hmm. then like generally their mindset is already in a really strong place these are guys that are like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna kill this no matter what i'm so determined to, mm-hmm. to do this right or whatever it's like how i was when i did my first show no cheat meals you know four months strict like it, it's kind of like that there are select few guys that are like that that will be successful and have been but there's i found that there was a common problem for a lot of people starting it that it was almost it's it's such a simple program but sticking to it and following through with it for the first couple months was the hardest part. Yes. And yes. if they don't have someone there to keep them accountable, cause they can go and download this program by itself, but if they don't have someone there to be accountable to or a group or a team uh, to be accountable with that everyone's doing this at the same time, it becomes so much harder. Right. So like, as, as I launch it, I'm actually doing a post today. It's so cool that we're doing this right now, but I'm doing a post today and I'm actually going to be talking on my IG uh, story today too about my new launch of the mass construction program and it's it's like i kind of see it as like season one this is mass construction season one i'm taking 15 guys who are serious about putting on 15 pounds of muscle in 15 weeks and i'll throw in a bonus week of for 16 to make it an even four months Hmm. so we're basically going to be going through the program i'm going to tweak things here and there it is it is also customized as far as your nutrition and the meal planning goes so anyone that's these 15 guys that i'm choosing will be a part of this where i can I can customize everything so regardless of where they're starting out at 
their food will be optimized specifically towards them. And we have a, a Facebook group community where I'm going to be getting on webinars in, even with some guest speakers. Um, and I'm going to be teaching on multiple things, uh, weekly and biweekly. So we have a, we have a place, we have a hub, we have a home base to meet where all of us are doing the same thing. We're going, we're going somewhat at the same pace. And I'm teaching as we go, so it keeps everybody accountable. We know what's, I know what's happening with all these guys in the group. They're able to come together because it's the whole iron sharpens iron thing, too, yeah. right? Right. Like, yeah. When, you, when you're, you're part of this group and all of us are trying to do something more, and this is the coolest part, man. I get so excited about this, and you're going to hear me go off on Instagram later when I talk about this. The, the best part of this program, from what I've heard of guys that have gone through this program and just guys I talked to at the gym as well, so many guys are craving to have leadership in their life mm. and to have mentorship and, and, and coaching in general. So this program doesn't just solve the problem of transforming your physique. Yes, that is the baseline of it. That is why it was created like that. We are going to do all of that. You will put on muscle. You will burn fat, guaranteed. And you will like the way you look and feel. But something that we are adding to this that is the most exciting part to me, I think, is the um, just the, the, the accountability and the, the growth together where I'm going to be teaching on different leadership. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about relationship stuff. We're going to be talking about our faith. I'm going to be bringing God into this program. God's like, I've, I've held off this program a little bit longer. It hasn't been as, as successful as it could be because I haven't been in it yet. Mm, and mm. and that's where God, I was like, okay, well, you got it. Like, let's do that. And it's, there, there's so many guys that are craving that in their life. Like maybe they're, they're around their girl way too much or they have their family and all that, but they're lacking leadership from other godly men. Mm. And that's something that I know I need in my, in my life. There's only a select few guys that I can talk to that are, you know, just that they'll pour into me and keep me accountable and everything mm -hmm. too. But I'm like, what better place than this group already, we're already grown. We're physically growing together, but we are spiritually growing together too. And it's taking average guys and turning them into extraordinary men. And this isn't just me, like I'm up here and I've learned all this stuff and now I'm teaching all you guys how to do the same. No. I'm at the same level as everybody else. I'm bringing up topics and we are able to discuss them and help each other grow. Like, mm. I was like, I get so freaking amped up when I'm, uh, when I'm thinking about this and talking about this, because I feel like God is going to use this and help transform so many of these guys lives. Oh, so yeah. For season one of mass construction, uh, going into 2020, uh, we're only taking 15 guys and we're keeping it tight knit. Um, and we're going to see how it grow, grows from there. And we're going to see how, see how God grows it. Man, that is awesome. I'm getting, I'm getting fired up sitting here just listening to you talk, man. So, how are you choosing the 15? Is it like a contest, or, uh, or have you already chosen them? Uh, I was thinking about doing a contest right before New Year's. Um, we'll see if that happens. But basically, I'm gonna see how it goes today with the po with the post that I do. Um, with with how many people respond through Facebook and Instagram. But the guys that have already kind of express interest like hey i'm just kind of tired of where i'm at mm -hmm. um, i want to do something new in the new year i'll um i'll send them like the, this document that kind of explains you know the program pretty much everything that i've said but in, in yeah. a word format yeah and you yeah, can get on the phone with them so anyone that's going to be applying to be a part of this will end up on the phone with me and i want to i want to dive into like the purpose of why they're doing this in the first place mm -hmm. like this well, I, I want to take on like the cream of the crop, the, the guys that are like, I really want a change in my life. I'm so tired of being in the same spot that I am physically, yeah. mentally, like spiritually, like, all of that. I want to level up. And so from our conversations that I have on the phone, it's very easy for me to tell if, if someone's a good fit or not. Yeah. And we, I had, I had two guys, uh, like earlier in the week, uh, sign up already and they're, they're ready to go. So, I mean, there's already a couple, a couple spots uh, gone just before I even said anything to anybody else. Man. So, um, uh, it's, it's going to be really good. So that's, I'll, I'll get on the phone with everybody. I want to give everyone like a, a fair, a fair chance and stuff. And if there are some extras, like I'm, I'm not going to like turn people away when it comes to helping them. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll I'm going to see what God does with it. So. Yeah, man, that is, that is very exciting. Wow. Um, and that's, that's, again, that's what kind of, um, like before I, I really met you, there was just, you know, I, you know, I followed guys in the fitness industry and stuff like that, but there just really weren't, 
that many good examples, you know, as, as far as, you know, I can't watch, I couldn't watch a video without around my sister without being worried about if an F-bomb was going to drop or something like that, you know, but yeah, the, yeah. then you come along and I start, you know, and, I, and uh, you had a free download on your website at the time, Anabolic Arms, you know, I, I download that on my phone, I, I go through that, I'm like, man, this, this, this guy knows what he's talking about, this really works, and then our friendship has developed over time. But uh, I'm telling you, man, God is going to use you in big ways, not just in the fitness industry. I mean, he's already used you in big ways in the fitness industry, but it's only going to get bigger. And not only that, uh, you're going to do you're going to do amazing, amazing things for the kingdom. And I'm I'm excited to uh, uh, see what God does in your life, what he does in Mindset Fitness, what he does through mass construction, through the spoken words, through the eventual Mindset Fitness campus. And I'm uh, very you know, there's people that you just are honored to know, and I am honored to have you as a friend, Mitch, and I, and I mean that. Man, that, that, that really means the world, bro. Like, yeah, I know God has is, is, is blessed my life by having you uh, in it since we first started talking however many years ago that was. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I feel extremely blessed, man, so thank you for that. Hey, man, it's no problem. Well, uh, uh, any uh, any last things you want to plug or anything, any last things we want to talk about before you wrap, before we wrap up here? Uh, I mean, I think I think that's about it. I mean, I um, I I'm, I'm just I'm super excited about going forward, and, and I want to. I think I just I always like ending anything that I speak on about like challenging any of the people that are listening. Mm, go for it. And to um, so I, I, I want to challenge for anyone who's pretty much under the sound of my voice right now to start taking kind of an inventory of your life, um, and that starts with your mind. That starts with the way that you mm-hmm. think. Uh, I could teach on mindset stuff all day long, but um, it, when you, once you become aware of the thoughts and the things that kind of fill your mind on a day-to-day basis, like that's where your transformation and your true change is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And when you pair that up with getting in the word every single day, and I can't stress this enough, it's something my mom used to tell me like all the time when I was a kid, she's like, you need to read your Bible. And like, I always pushed it off like it wasn't that thing, but like the word is alive. Yes, like, yes. It's the, it's the only book that, you can read and it'll read you back. Mm-hmm. Like it'll pull out stuff in your heart that you didn't even know was there. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will speak to you. So it's like, I want to, I want to challenge you to, to, to get in the word daily, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, or start doing some of the devotionals on the Bible app. They're really short. Um, if I j- just start getting into that routine of having that, you know, every single day. And it's like, you can tell a success, su- successful person based off of what they're average day looks like and the habits that they have during that day and this is how i start my day every single day and sometimes even how i, how I finish it before uh, the night ends just because you want to stay on that same that same spiritual pace that god has for you so i want to challenge you guys to, to get into the word and and see what god has for you because he wants to reveal those those big things those those promises those uh, that are in your heart that he's like that he's placed there you may not know it yet or maybe you you kind of do and you have an idea or direction that he's taking you but he wants to speak to you daily so get, get in his word and just spend time with him hmm, that's great that's a uh, i was even challenged by that because you know how how things go you know our our intentions are you know i'm going to get up at 4 30 going to have a quiet time 5 30 in the gym seven o'clock I'm at work but a lot of times for me it's like I'm rolling out of bed at six o'clock I've hit and snooze two or three times and so well I'll work out this afternoon so uh yeah man I I I echo that challenge that Mitch gave to us guys out there anybody else that's listening get in the word and it will change you from day to day and it's crazy you can read a verse 10 times and get 10 different things out of it that word is that much alive and is that much life breathing mitch man thank you for coming on today and i for sure don't want to have you as just a one-time guest let's do it again sometime oh absolutely man you just let me know and i'll be here all right man thanks for uh coming on today and uh, i'm looking forward to all the uh the i am fearless spoken word that's getting ready to drop in season one of mass construction you've got a lot going on and i'm excited yeah, sure. to i'm excited to see what happens man keep me po- posted uh, yeah, man, I absolutely will. You're on the top of the list. Hey, Thanks man. Again, man. I appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you. All right, that is The Extra Point with Mitch Muller. Y'all have a great day. God bless. All right, that's a wrap for this episode of The Extra Point. As you can tell, I had a great time talking with Mitch. It's always great to talk to him. I encourage you all to find people in your life that push you closer to Jesus. Uh, Mitch is definitely one of those guys in my life. So, we'll see you next time. 
Uh, we got some really cool episodes coming up. I've, uh, Josh Scott will be re- will be returning to the show here soon to do a uh, kind of like a overview of the downfall of Tennessee football and how we believe uh, it's coming back. So that's going to be a uh, more like a um, that's go- uh, special to the extra point. Um, so I'm excited about that. That will be like a like a bonus episode that I'm excited to bring you all. And as well, we'll be talking with uh, some uh, players, football players from around this area, and then some coaches. So I'm really excited about all these things coming up on the extra points. So uh, stay tuned for all that. God bless you all. And remember, you might be the only Jesus somebody sees during a day. So smile. Say hello, and remember, be a light. Love you all. This is The Extra Point. I'm Jackson White. We'll see you later.